bow our heads for prayer. Father, we pray. Open our eyes that we might see Jesus ever more clearly. We might see him working in our lives, guiding our paths, and leading us to the places and to the people that he would have us share the gospel. Lord, we pray that you would open our mouths, remove all fear, that we might speak your word clearly, and that the Holy Spirit might work through it. To bring people into the knowledge of salvation and into eternity with you. Father, you call us to be your witnesses. Help us, strengthen us, encourage us. Be your witnesses. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are familiar with the passage at the close of the Gospel of Matthew. That great commission where Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all things that I have taught you. And lo, I am with you always to the very end of the earth. In other words, he calls us, instructs us, encourages us to be witnesses. By the very fact that we identify as Christians places us into that task. Whether we know it or not, because we identify as Christians, people are observing and watching. They're looking perhaps to see if we slip up in our faith. They're looking to see how our faith impacts our lives. They're watching to see and perhaps they're even looking for that opportunity to say, aha, I thought you were a Christian. Look at the way you're behaving. By default, we are witnesses, either good or bad. Today in our gospel lesson, we are reminded by Jesus that, that the end is coming. And as we draw this church year to a close, Anticipating the season of Advent and of Christmas, it is the tradition in the church calendar to focus a bit on the end times, those times that are to come. And if we read the gospel lesson today, we can become a little bit uncomfortable at times. Because Jesus really lays it on the line as some of the things that are going to happen Nation's going to rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be earthquakes and famines and pestilences and terrors and great signs from heaven. Sounds like Congress. 
I couldn't resist. Chaos. This doesn't sound like like what we want. We'd much rather hear the message of Christmas, the gift of a Savior, the Prince of Peace. And yet the reality is, is that because of the gospel, the world is going to tear itself apart. Because there are those who just adamantly want to reject Jesus Christ. They want to deny him and the fact that there is a God. And they'll go to almost any length in order to accomplish their task. We see some of that even in our world today. That somehow the message of the gospel so scares people that those who hold to it will be persecuted. Before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You'll be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. And later on he says, you will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. Wow. That's a great inspirational text to use to recruit people to the faith, isn't it? Where do I sign up? But that's the reality. We saw some of this fulfilled even at the time of the early disciples. We saw some of it fulfilled when the Romans were persecuting Christianity. We've seen it fulfilled throughout time and history and even today in our world where people are being put to death for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not just in the end times, it's now. And yet, knowing all of this, Jesus doesn't tell us to be afraid. Instead, he says what? Witness. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. This is your opportunity to be the evangelist, to seek the lost, and to do it in what we might say is Jesus style. And we look how Jesus touched the lives of people. He did it in word and in deed. He got his hands dirty. He involved himself in the lives of people. 
Did it with empathy, compassion, with love. In fact, when you read through the, the pages of the gospel, the only people he would say woe to, the only people he was harsh with, the only people that he rebuked were the religious leaders of the day. Those who thought they had it right, but who really didn't understand what faith is all about. To the sinners, to the tax collectors, to the prostitutes, to the outcasts, to the shepherds, to the fishermen, to those who were ordinary, everyday people. Preach grace and mercy and forgiveness and healing. Do you ever notice in all of the Gospels, Jesus never healed a Pharisee, a Sadducee, a religious leader? Their hearts were in the wrong place. They were rejecting him. He brought healing to those who were desperate, to those who were unappreciated, to those who were outcast, to those who recognized their sin. See, God's work is about redemption. God's work is about seeking a sinner, bringing a healing and a peace that passes all of our human understanding. It's God's work, but he puts it in our hands. He puts it in our hands to bear witness, to share the scriptures with other people. To take the time to invest ourselves in the lives of others in a way that, that the Holy Spirit works to make a difference in their lives. You know, what I hear from people all the time is, Pastor, it's so hard to witness. I don't know what to say. I've even had people say this. I try to map it out in my head ahead of time how I'm going to do it. And it just doesn't work. That's why I love this text. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer. It's kind of like doing a children's message. You think you know what the kids are going to say. And it doesn't work that way. By the way, Jerry, your, your elephant was pretty good in response to that. Which means that maybe your rooster wasn't so convincing. I'm not sure. Yeah, we can practice. We can share the faith with each other. We can witness to each other. We can rehearse. We can practice. But I guarantee you, the moment you get out there and you have opportunity, 
It's going to be different. It always is. And so what do we do? We don't worry. Verse 15, Jesus says, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom. By the way, if you go to Google and you type in mouth and wisdom looking for some sort of slide to work with this, all you get is teeth and wisdom teeth. <laughs> Didn't work. I don't have a slide for mouth and wisdom. But think about that. Now, one thing I know, he's already given us all a mouth. We just need to open it, to use it. And the wisdom comes at the moment in time. And sometimes, I will tell you, you will walk away from an encounter of sharing your faith, trusting God to give you the right words, and you walk away going, I just blew that. I got my words all mixed up, and, and I didn't, it didn't come out right. And I'm sure that person just thinks I'm an idiot. Oh, ye... Of little faith. I can't tell you the number of times when I have preached a sermon and somebody says, Pastor, I really like that part about. And they go on and they tell me what they heard me say. And I go, and I never even said that. It's like Pentecost. When all of those apostles are speaking in different languages. And then the text says in Acts, and each one heard them in their own language. And if you start counting up the language groups and you say, wait a minute, there's way more language groups than there are apostles. How's that work? It's called the Holy Spirit. You see, if you read between the lines here, what Jesus is saying is, I'm going to give you a mouth and wisdom, but I'm also going to open the ears and the hearts of the people who are listening to hear the words that I want them to hear. In other words, it's not dependent upon you to get every little dot and tittle of theology and gospel presentation exactly right. Because even if you get your merds wixed and your tang tangled, God's going to put it all together in the heart and the mind of the one who's hearing because that's how the Holy Spirit works. He just asks us to open our mouths. He's going to give us the mouth and wisdom. And it's going to be so impactful that none of the adversaries, none of those who are persecuting, none of those who are trying to put their own human truths and their own human wisdom into this argument are going to be able to withstand. The gospel and the word of God always, always prevails.
We remember the words of Luther in the hymn, A Mighty Fortress, One Little Word Will Fell Him. We remember the words of Isaiah the prophet who reminds us the word of the God, uh, the word of the Lord shall stand forever. The word of Christ, this word of God which we stand upon, which we join together in, is a word that cannot be overcome by this world or the forces of evil in this world. It's the powerful, life-giving word of God. And we are the witnesses who bear that word of God to the uttermost ends of the earth. We live it in our lives. We share it freely without reservation. The end is coming. No one knows the day or the hour. Only the sun knows. But the, the end is coming. And in the meantime, we are called to bear witness to Christ. To be his witnesses in this world and to impact the lives of people. Now I got to tell you, I've never really been a fan of Kanye West. But somehow God grabbed that man's heart. And he is doing incredible things for the sake of the gospel. Oh, that we will do the same. That we need not be afraid of the truth of Jesus Christ. That we not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For as Paul reminds us in Romans, it is the power of God in salvation to all who believe. But remember the words of our Lord. Faith comes by hearing. But how are they to believe if no one tells them? <clears throat> That's great, Pastor. That's your job. No. It belongs to all of us. To share the message of the gospel in word and deed, to paint the picture of a Savior for people's hearts and lives. Remind them that he died and rose again for all people. And that those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It's a simple message. We all know it, and we can all share it. Don't be afraid of what the world can do. For the promise of Christ is there. You will be hated by all for my name's sake. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your lives. Straighten up. Raise your heads. Because your redemption is drawing near. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.